Welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, here for another week. Joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness, Tommy McNamara. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm very excited for today's topic. I'm very excited for today's guest. I think it's going to be a good one. I agree. And in fact, I think we should go ahead and introduce our guest right off the bat. The hilarious George Severus is here, everybody. Wow. Yeah. Hello. You guys do such a concise intro. I I also have a self-produced podcast, <laughs> and um, we truly talk for like 20 minutes about nothing until we get to a point where we're like, well, I guess we have to delete all that and bring in the guest. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We were also planning on doing that, but uh, Tommy really threw me a curveball. No, uh, no, I still like to really not talk about uh, anything related to the topic until the last three minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And that oh, absolutely really same. That's like the hallmark of my podcast. <laughs> yes, it's it's something let's, people really love. Let's get your fucking plug out of the way <laughs> right off the bat, George. Yeah. I know your game. Yeah. I see what you're doing. What's the what's the name of your fucking podcast? No, I'm not. I truly was not trying to pl- plug it. It's just the only thing in my life. So it's no, you know ki- I'm kidding, of course. But what is let's and I, I like refuse. And now like, you know what? Now no, now I'm mad, no, and I'm not even going to say what it no, is. No, you're gonna. It is. It's called <laughs> "You Made It Weird." <laughs> we do end every episode hey. saying "Keep It Crispy." <laughs> hey, keep it crispy. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast is Stradio Lab. Check it out. There. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I like to do plugs up top. We have a Patreon that you guys can get on. It's only three damn dollars a month. And uh, you get a full bonus episode every damn week. So, uh, so get on there, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice little time. Patreon, standby, you ran three dollars, six dollars for koozies. So there's a plug for your little asses. What are the bonus episodes like? I'm interrupting your own plug. No, you're not. That was perfect timing, and it gives us a nice... Uh, this is a great promo. You're a great guest, George. Yeah, well, you asked me to say <laughs> that. <laughs> That's what, this is just an infomercial for the Patreon. We've basically... Uh, the, yeah, we. It's only $3? <laughs> we've been trying to find out who killed Ednan Syed, um, episode yeah. oh. by episode. That's what we do on the Patreon. <laughs> we, uh... And, right, and right, we right. still have not learned that he is still alive, yeah. <laughs> of course. Actually, Sarah Koenig is the guest every yes. bonus episode. She, she yeah. hates doing it but she will wait isn't adnan the one who is yes. alive <laughs> yes. oh okay 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 yeah it's a very i was like wait a minute podcast. i think i solved it we have a theory that hey lynn actually did kill oh um, adnan oh my god i and forgot it, god, it's I all been flipped and, when i was uh, um <laughs> when cereal was on i was working at a tech company and there was an employee group that was just dedicated to discussing cereal oh wow yes yeah that uh, tough quite a time in our lives Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I God. remember that's it's so crazy still to think back to like that when that podcast started being like, I can't wait to find out how this ends. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then getting to the end, getting to like the last four episodes and realizing that there wasn't an end and uh, yeah, just being yeah. really frustrated. But uh, still a great show. And I've watched so much about the same story since then. Can't get enough Props of this to Sarah. Story. 
I took us down this road, but we should say if anyone is interested, (laughs) our Patreon episodes. uh, We often talk about music that we just like that's not uh, (laughs) doesn't really fit the the show at all. Yeah, exactly. Right. Got it. Yeah, stuff that like we've just been listening to. The most recent one was short, but we talked about the new Tony Hawk uh, soundtrack, stuff like that. Oh wow, stuff that's just fun. We did walk uh, walk up songs for baseball. Mm-hmm. That was oh, fun. Nice. Our next one. You have one of those, George. <laughs> Sorry. Like if you. Well, were... I was just thinking. You know that what that made me think. I was once in a. Well, Tommy or. Tom, did we do JFL the same year? I just remember they like had us choose um, right. walkout music. We did not music. do it the same year, but I remember being frustrated by this process. What did you choose? They, yeah, a similar thing. So I distinctly remember what I chose because they only gave you like uh, it was all yes. options that were like currently on the top it was, forty, and it's a short list, list and not everybody. It, I got to pick like last, and I was so yeah. frustrated. Um, so I picked. Yeah. I feel like coming by the weekend. Mm. Nice. Nice. Which I do think, as far as entry music goes, is actually pretty good. Yes, that is that is good. I honestly don't. I think I maybe had a Drake song. I can't remember, but I was frustrated with the song that I had, or maybe it was like Happy or something like that. Something I oh, did not. Want. Happy is brutal. <laughs> it's not happy good. Is, uh, yeah. Whatever I had, I did not like. And the best song uh, on the list my year was Sia's uh, Chandelier. Mm. And a great Caleb Sinan got that, and I was so <laughs> bummed because I was like, that's truly the only one that I would want on this whole list, and now it's gone, and now I'm going to have a bad experience at JFL. <laughs> and I blame that. <laughs> great, yeah, and, and I blame The weekend for still not being famous. <laughs> <laughs> that's It is interesting how, I guess, like we do have our own walk-up songs, but it doesn't feel the same because... In comedy, you really have to have a vibe like that's positive with the music that you pick. I've yeah. definitely made the mistake of picking something that's I thought was going to be good, and then you realize, oh, this song doesn't pick up for a minute and a half, and you can't tell people when to start it because it's too much for a tech person. It's it's yeah, it ask. needs to just be like the chorus of Just Dance. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Otherwise, people exactly. will forget. Yeah, no, it's a- exactly. Wait, I was just listening to the Blair. Sorry that it, we're I'm I'm uh, we're not talking about the topic, but no, I was just listening to your like episode I said, of Blair. Last three minutes is what that's reserved yeah, good. for. Great, because I truly I I'm I'm in very much not articulate in talking about music and sound very stupid. <laughs> it's so totally I'm unnecessary for you to be glad I and picked you... kind of a niche uh, <laughs> performer with like very very uh, passionate fans. And anyway, so but are you guys both doing a lot of backyard or like outdoor shows? I've I haven't done any stuff. I was about to ask you the exact yeah. same question. No. I have been doing maybe like three to five a week. Um, oh, wow. Just to keep it fresh and keep writing and stuff. It's Honestly, I realize it's mostly just an excuse for me to get out of my home and see people uh, yeah. without having to organize anything or feel uncomfortable because they. I haven't done any where I'm like, oh, this is a dangerous experience. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. No, I'm no longer worried. I mean- yeah, I'm not following any of the CDC guidelines. Like, I don't really believe in that stuff. It, it's more just like, <laughs> I think, I think I just need to go to one. Yeah. To like demystify it, because right now I have like, I've I've consciously not done anything, and I'm like, if I now perform for the first time and bomb, like, I will kill myself. <laughs> like, I can't. I, the first time can't be terrible. It can be mediocre, but like, I can't handle. I would recommend hitting up the tiny cupboard people. They're doing 
mostly like really hot shows so okay. it's way it's less weird on those yeah some i mean i'll even go as an audience ones. member i just want to like see for I don't sure know. some yeah. of the outdoor ones are brutal and some of them are actually really good Kevin O'Brien and Kevin Casey White have a really good one called The Wacky Shack, I think, Great one, or yeah. Wack Shack mm. or something like that. Um, both of those are in Bushwick and uh, very good stuff. And then, so yeah, some of the outdoor ones are pretty relaxed, but I definitely, my first couple was like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. And then I, I, I don't even know if I'd say a bombed. It's just like some of them are just weird and you're... yeah talking to people who just walked up to a park and like don't really even know what's happening so it mm-hmm. even bombs kind of feel protected because you're like oh that's not really even that was nothing i mean it's true but then on the other hand when i think about bombing at like a at like an ambush show at a bar which yes. for your listeners is when someone decides it's okay to just start talking into a microphone <laughs> while right. people are like on dates yes um and they don't tell the comics that have maybe traveled no. to Ridgewood. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that is correct. I like that there's a show, and I think it's actually a good show if it's the one I'm thinking of. It's called Ambush Comedy, and you're like, why would you name a show this? Yeah. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to ambush people, because I've been at bars. I, I know. Was you I was don't saying, want... Me and Shane Torres were hanging out at a bar once, and a show started, and they came up and asked us if we wanted to like sit in the audience. And we were like, no, now I have to change bars. This sucks. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. I mean, it just, it makes no sense. No. <laughs> and then also, then people get frustrated when people aren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, we'll heck, the like, they will be like, they're heckling me. It's like, no, they're on a date. <laughs> yeah, no, you're heckling them. Uh, yeah. You are. I've seen that before where somebody just can't wait to be angry at the audience. And it's like, you really have to pay attention <laughs> yeah. to what happened here. This was not our room. Uh and some of the park shows are like that where it's but at the same time the the ones that I've done the park shows people get pretty advance warning the park is a fucking park so oftentimes it's like hey there's going to be a show right here where this sign is and if you don't want to be here for it please just move like 30 feet and it'll yeah. be fine some people will refuse to do that they're like no we were here first and then they just don't give a shit that a show is happening right next to them and pretend it's not happening i just yeah. had a wild one george I had I was in McCarran Park. I tweeted about this, but it's true. To, I, right as I started my set, and it was like a good show. Like I want to say, thirty five, forty people were there, all paying attention, distanced. I I feel like I always have to say that shit, even though it should be default. Everybody was being safe, whatever. But uh, these two kids just walk up, sitting right next to each other, and sit right in front of me. And I've gotten to a point where I'm just like. Look, if these kids' parents are gonna let them do this, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. And I, they were like, oh yeah, cackling at everything I said, where it was making me laugh because I was like, "There's no way you understand what I'm talking about." They couldn't have been older than five, and so I asked them <laughs> stuff, and they were like, they were like, no, like they couldn't answer and articulate. They were just like being silly, and when they laughed really hard, I I looked at them and said, "I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers." <laughs> and then I also said that uh if the schools aren't going to teach them then I will. <laughs> I was saying a lot of crazy shit and it made me like I'm scared in a new way to perform. Like that could never happen yeah. in a comedy. I mean it has happened at comedy clubs where there's children there, but they're usually not that young. Like you'll see an 11-year-old sometimes and you're like, "Jesus, 
but they knew coming in the parents knew coming in what they were getting into so i didn't feel as bad but this was like a parent just not watching their kids and i was like just stop letting them run right here and i get we're in a park but there is some boundaries but that's the thing that's the thing is like i would feel the same way and then you remember you're in a park you're in a park so (laughs) i've had it happen and and the man is speaking and so they are attracted of course like the event of course i've had it happen several times now where a child just runs right next to me like (laughs) across the yeah uh, the quote-unquote stage i.e patch of grass that i am standing on yeah Uh, i think like i've gotten some kind of an i've like forgotten how uh completely nothing i you know like the extent to which the shows i was doing pre-pandemic were already like not great and i'm like (laughs) i have like this inflated sense of self where i'm like well until carnegie hall reopens i'm not doing anything like it's like to perform at a park as though i wasn't already performing at like parking lots or something like sure sure that's so funny but i I don't know it's kind of like i mean yeah it's a lot like a a lot of these are way better than so much of the shit we were doing before i know i did so many shows for two people in a pizza place that nobody wanted to be at and i was still like well at least i got to do that one new thing or whatever you know now it's like oh there's uh 70 people in central park who are very happy to see you and like yeah just because you're as long as people are there for comedy i like that to me that's the only important thing it has nothing to do with the venue it has nothing to do with like i mean it has some to do with the host (laughs) but but like yes as long as people are actually there to pay attention, you can make something happen. But like, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun that it, run shows are not upfront about that. No, <laughs> no. And some of the, we were, I was joking about this with Sarah Talamach the other day because we were both a tiny cupboard. And not, I am very grateful to all the people who have started up shows during this. But there's this new batch of comedians that I don't think any of us have ever heard of. Where it's almost, yeah. I, I was joking that it's actually, if you read the CDC uh, report, it's part of the virus <laughs> that some of these comedians just popped up. <laughs> they they are part of COVID. And wait, are they? Because the, I was listening to you talk about that woman with the green hair and that whole like <laughs> story, and you were like, "Yeah, the people there didn't know like Rachel Feinstein. No, they, they didn't, didn't know, know who anybody yeah. was, and it was just." But it's I, it's like people, I think it's people who were like, oh, my job doesn't exist anymore, and I live in Brooklyn, and I've always wanted to do this. Why not yep. start now in the middle of a pandemic? And good for I them. I think it's true. At but, any given time, there are people who want to start comedy. It exactly. It would be and crazy I, to start I now. really try to be as supportive of that as I can, because I yeah. really hate when people are like, oh, you're going to start comedy. I hate New Year's Eve, or like... New Year's Day, people start sure. comedy, and it's like, well, somebody, you have to start at some point. I, I get yeah. it. Like, people have resolutions and shit. Uh, I, and I, we've all been there. We all had to start at some point. Um, except for me, I was born 10 years into comedy yeah. and, yeah, no, uh, a vet. <laughs> you were literally but... born standing up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's a good title for something. That is. That yeah, really, yeah. Really Maybe a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tommy, I've really, uh, I feel like I, took over this question pretty hard what are your what are your thoughts on this uh topic here? oh you know i've done a few and they were fine i've only done i, I, I don't like the park ones too much because i always i'm so self-conscious especially in ambush show situations and it feels just like a 360 ambush like <laughs> so it's even yes. more it's even worse because it's like in 3d uh, not that the <laughs> shows before weren't but some of them have been good and I, i'm doing fine you know i i realized i had a, a weird interaction with a child also this week and that's something <laughs> i should bring up which is that i played in a neighborhood 
neighborhood tennis tournament. And uh, <laughs> yes, this tennis tournament, there was about 30, I think 36 people in it, maybe something like that. And uh, every single one of them was an adult, except for one. I think he was 14. Other people were saying he was around 11. I don't know. <laughs> but I win my first match in this tennis tournament. And my second match is, of course, against the child. And oh, I was no. like, oh, no. And I was talking with uh, my roommate, Zach, who was there. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Do I like, are you supposed to lose on purpose? What do you do in this scenario? But this kid was was jacked. I got I to gotta get this <laughs> <laughs> this kid, he... Wait, was he like putting up a good? Was it like a good? Well, match? he won his first match, so he was like legit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes. Sense. But it still is so weird. And his whole family was there, like his both his parents and two of his brothers, and like <laughs> they all like introduced themselves to me beforehand, and then <laughs> they're all watching, and I'm just like, oh no. And uh, so we start playing, and one of the first points, he like spikes a ball. And then he makes this big show of flexing over to his family. Oh, shit. And at that point, I just decided, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to win this match. And I won it, and he looked very sad, and they just left immediately after. And it was a very weird. Do you think maybe you could have made a deal when you met his parents? You're like, okay, winner gets your family. <laughs> Yeah, if I win, I go home with you guys. No, if I win, I'm your dad. <laughs> God, Tom, I have to say, very like I admire people that have like adopted new routines or new habits that are like appropriate to do during a pandemic. I feel mm-hmm. like, yeah, I am a state sponsor. I'm barely <laughs> even taking walk. I mean, now you know, now it's like, you know, I've been, you know, you're able to like go out and stuff a little bit more in outdoor spaces, but like. In the beginning, I was just kind of like waiting it out. Yes. Well, yeah. that's what, I mean, it, it lasted so much longer than we thought it would. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's still going. Yes. Well, actually, yes. they did end it uh, just now. I don't know if you checked Twitter. But... Oh, oh, my God. That's so exciting. Congrats. <laughs> it is over. So happy that we are recording a podcast as we hear the news. <laughs> if you're anyone celebrating outside, that's what's going on. But a sailor a, yeah. <laughs> a sailor is kissing a woman because he's come home from fighting yeah, yeah, the virus. Exactly. And uh, George, while you're here, I want to I wanna know if you remember, uh, you had one of the best roasts on me uh, that I can remember in my life. And I don't know if you'll remember this because we were we were, no. we were at a party, and uh, I was uh, pretty drunk, and I was ranting about how, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was ranting about how people were being too mean on Twitter about La La Land. And uh, do you remember? That's right. Do you remember what you said? Because you were trying to not say something bad about La La Land. I do remember saying something that you then reacted to. I can't remember what <laughs> you just it was. Go, well. My mom thinks it's really good. <laughs> just like the ultimate soft roast of like... Uh, no, the La La Land man. thing is... Because I think it's actually... In fact, I've tr- I've had that conversation with Matt Rogers as well, where it's like, it's an, you want to be like, no, I don't love La La Land, but like everyone was acting insane that yes. year. Like, yeah. I've talked... Yeah. It's like La La Land isn't Trump. Yes, yeah, that was right. what people were like, saying. That's yeah. what it, it's like, <laughs> yes. I don't... You don't... We don't remember... I mean, I guess it's still... This still kind of happens. I mean, things are still polarized, but like for the first like three Oscars post-Trump, there was one movie that was Hillary and one yes. movie that was Trump. <laughs> right, right. And it wasn't Green Book. Like it was... I will oh, That's the thing. That. It's like then Green Book, you're like, wait, is Green Book Trump? <laughs> right. Like, how does this map on? Yes, it? sure. Well, new sure. new mutants is Trump this year. Uh- <laughs> new mutants is Trump. Well, Green Book was. I mean, you could make the argument that it was like this. You know, the story was kind of kind of told Green without Book is, the Green Book is Biden. 
I think. Yeah, yeah, Green Book is Biden. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Every because that's all art should be like reduced to a political <laughs> figure. <laughs> but it it was like I don't know. It's just <sighs> how do you even communicate? Yes. <laughs> I think that I think Detective Pikachu was burn heat. <laughs> Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's bulletproof. You can't really pick that apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the <laughs> large franchise really Pokemon. About that. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what movie was Bernie. I feel like, uh, well, now I don't want to sound. Okay, I was going to say um, Uncut Gems, but then I realized yeah, like I that was that. that could be, per- be perceived as like anti-Semitic. Because it's like sure. a, very, like it's like Bernie and un- which no, is not right. how I mean it. Right. I just mean it was more of like a homegrown excitement for a movie that like was more. Of, mm-hmm. I think more Jojo Rabbit and, like, is Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, yeah, Jojo. <laughs> and yeah, Uncut Gems featuring The Weekend, George's favorite. Oh, that's right, featuring The Weekend. <laughs> it all comes together perfectly. Who I The Weekend? I think for me is my La La Land, where I'm like everyone hates on The Weekend so much. I'm like. No, like the weekend isn't like for what he is, he's actually very good. And like like he's not um who's someone who's actually bad? Like he's I don't know. I would prefer the weekend to like Drake. Mm. Is that crazy? Am I just I never it's listened to the weekend and I when I was yeah. like in college I actually listened to Drake and I never like actually listened Fair. to the weekend. Yeah. Oh no, the weekend's like early stuff is very good and like it has influenced like someone just showed me this like terrible new DJ Khaled song, and it sounds exactly like The Weekend in like 2012. Oh, wow. Like it, he's still, I mean, basically like this idea of like being kind of like a beta, but also being extremely assertive sexually. Like that's yeah. The Weekend. It's like I'm crying, but also I'm gonna ravage that <laughs> pussy or whatever. Like it's literally like. Um. Anyway. <laughs> That's my opinion on that. Remember how I said I wasn't articulate when talking about music? <laughs> well, so here, Speaking yeah. of music. Oh, I was going to say, the, the whole reason this started uh, is that usually I think of, uh, I have something going on in my life that I could say when Tom says what's going on. And this time I really couldn't think of anything that was going on in my life. So I just said, look, we have a great topic today. And then, oh. <laughs> because usually we really don't talk about the topic till very late in the episode. Right, 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 right. But I, right. Uh, uh, I we do definitely have a legitimately great great topic though today yeah which is uh courtney love slash hole uh i think we we, all the songs we're gonna listen to are whole songs today but i truly think we have to talk about of course people are gonna lose their fucking yes i mean i love courtney love the only reason i was like let's do whole mostly is because i in fact talked about courtney love on a different podcast within the last three months what podcast that's a good Um, question iconography ios podcast nice Um, which is why I was like last night I was like my first instinct is to do whole or Courtney love but let me text you later and then of course never text you again (laughs) Um, but but I do think whole as a band is like is also very because we were also talking about like Courtney loves acting career and like Courtney loves persona which you know that's like separate from her as a as a very good in my opinion musician Mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, sure. sorry, I interrupted. Well, she's also the star of the People versus Larry Flint, which is exactly Golden Globe nominee, <laughs> which was Jeb Bush, of course. As uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, no, <it's> truly. <laughs> I'm trying to. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up. Is it the uh, VMAs this... moment? The uh, the famous no, Kurt Loder uh, Madonna. Yeah. No, yeah. this is um, 
the roast of Pamela Anderson that I. Oh my god, I love the roast of Pamela Anderson. So I want to see if I can. (laughs) I'm serious. It's like one of my favorite television events. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, I I love the roast of Pamela Anderson because it is the. It's Go it's ahead. weird. No, I I totally forgot that I watched the entire thing when it aired, and I've seen it probably three times, and yeah. I didn't remember how erratic this. Uh, it, it's fucking Courtney insane, Love and also like I love Comedy Central roasts. Like genuinely, uh-huh. I want like I think this is like a. I don't feel like defending this right now, but in my mind, a good way to like um bri- like bridge the gap between like anti-PC comics or whatever and woke comics is to like make the argument that in fact the ultimate safe space is a comedy roast because yeah. literally it's like this is a safe space where everyone can say very like provocative things and the rule is that you know you're True. you kind of have to take I it think obviously I don't yeah. think that would like I mean I do think I'm right but I also don't think that would necessarily like <laughs> make anyone like one another more if I was like right. let's have a roast <laughs> no I think you're right but I think it, it maybe you're right that it would ease some tensions a little bit. Yeah, and you see people enter that space, the roast space, and kind of it does bridge people. Like there are comics that I really like that uh, normally wouldn't be uh, anti PC type comics who sure. really do well in that space or who don't believe the things they're saying. They're just it's the yeah it's the it's the way of doing it. I'm not much of a roast guy myself. Like I, I like. I personally, I'm not good at. I or I, I think I, I can be, but I've never, I never really like pursued it. Sure, sure. There's something about roast battle that I didn't like. Like the, I would go yeah. to them when they were happening, and I remember everybody telling me like, "Oh, this is the best thing in New York." And then I went, and I was like, "I kind of think it sucks," but I think it's because right. if it's not famous people getting roasted. You yeah. kind of have to go very base level. And then there are people who are really good at doing more than that, like Eli Sayers and JP McDade and Dina yeah. Hashem. Who, Dina, yeah. Who can make really clever jokes out of just picking a piece of information about somebody that's a little deeper and then making the perfect joke about it. But a lot of it is just like, this guy's so fat, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's very which nice. I do agree is not. I mean, as with anything, you have to also be like actually good at sure. writing jokes. But sure. But yeah, um, but but the only thing I want to say about the Courtney Love roast is that like I'm I was a huge Comedy Central watcher. Like I I very much like grew up idolizing very like mainstream uh, comedians. I wasn't like a super alt mm-hmm. person or whatever. But having said that, like it was very kind of like you know Comedy Central the roast. It was very like straight male energy, and I feel like the court the um, Pamela Anderson one was like so gay and so like <laughs> kind of different i mean there was a drag queen there was annie dick there was like sarah silverman it just like felt like so different in tone than like the flavor flav one or like a lot of the other ones and that's why i just remember and i also like courtney love obviously was like at her worst in that roast and i just remember Mm -hmm. being like how is this allowed (laughs) this is what i was just thinking watching it i was like some of the one of the weird things about the those roasts is because they're celebrity driven and even though they have writers, a lot of these people don't give a fuck about a writer. They're like, yeah. I don't, I'm just going to say insane things. And there's not really anything that they can, they could maybe edit them down. And that's about all they do. It doesn't feel like they edited this at all. Uh, a lot of these, it feels like they're just like, let's let these celebrities run wild. And it feels very old school, which is fun. Like, 
Yeah. What you'd see old late night TV be where it's people who are actively drunk who are right. just talking. Yeah. And this is what this feels like, even though she keeps saying how that she's sober. Um, I'm going to yeah. play a, a couple moments from this. Uh, this is Courtney Love at the roast of Pamela Anderson. Here and being really nice to me, even after I got carted away to Bellevue. And before I even start this, I want to say that I never saw this Tom, me, Lee, and Pam video because I thought it was bad karma to watch that. You know, okay. I'm not really a comic, you know, I'm a smoker. <laughs> I've been clean and sober for a fucking year. So all these drug yokes, jokes are, you know, retarded. Yokes, jokes. I'm wondering why am I here? Why am I here? And it was just a nice change from the usual sort of, you know, where am I? You know, last year when I was being carted off to Bellevue, I was sort of above myself looking down. And, and all I could think of looking on the gurney was, Pam would look so much better in this straight jacket than me. So it starts to get, she's actually doing all right up top, and then it starts to get really weird where it's just like. <laughs> Pam's the girl that you want to fucking tell your friends about, and I'm the girl that you want to fucking, you refuse to tell any of your friends about, and then go see the doctor. Um, and Pam's my real friend. This isn't like a joke roast. Like, I'm here giving my rock cred, all right? My, like, knock on wood, never had a bad review, rock cred to Pam Anderson because I actually totally love her. And we are really, really close. And Pam and I have our differences. Um, she falls in love with musicians. I fall in love with good musicians. Dang. <laughs> That's Tommy Lee yells at her right there. <laughs> There that's was, a good one. That's a good. It's there were, not bad. That's There's good. some decent jokes in here. Yeah. There was one. And then when she's like, you know, where am, or like why am I here? It was a good cha- is a good change from yes. where am I? Like Yes. But then not again, bad. that would be funnier if she wasn't literally in a where am right. I face. <laughs> right. Cuz I'm only playing this is six and a half minutes. I'm playing like a minute and a half of it. The middle like 4 minutes. Pamela Anderson seems to want her to get off stage. She even yeah. says like okay like a couple times. And also Pamela Anderson's kooky too. So it's like it is very weird. There's one moment that I remember wanting to play at the, in this last minute, but I'm not sure. I have 160. He also had big huge mantis. And I mean you can figure out what she inherited, right? That's right after this. Pamela, the truth is I, I I love you really a lot. And and I really do. And I want to protect you from all these evil fucking, like, stand-up guys that are trying to make their goddamn name make you funny you. Fuck them. Damn. Right. No one can favorite thing about you. That's, that's all I'm going to play. Her just being like, I want God. to protect you from these evil stand-up comedians. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not even... Her talk... Her on the dais isn't even... Or not the dais. Her on the mic is not even, like, the worst part. Because, like, mm-hmm. when other people make jokes about her, she will then just, like, show her underwear or, like... Yes! She's oh, just, yeah. like, is, like, bending over on Jimmy Kimmel and, like, There's... when Sarah Silverman's on the mic, she's like, I'm flirting with your boyfriend. I totally... That's... There are, like, little clips of that, too, but it's harder to show because she's not yeah, as mic'd yes, up yeah. for it. She also goes over to Jeff Ross after he makes a joke about her while she's talking and puts her head in his lap, like, in his lap as if she's blowing him. It's pretty crazy stuff, but uh, at least you get what you pay for with her. Like <laughs> she definitely showed up. Like here's what I'm gonna be, and uh, really crazy. But um, we should get to some music real fast before we do that. Let's take a quick break, and we will be right back 
with more Stand By Your Band. All right, we're back. I don't, I never give the guest a warning. I probably should start doing that, <laughs> that, uh, that we have breaks now. Um, we are back. Uh, we're talking Courtney Hole. Courtney oh, my Hole. God. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Love and Hole. <laughs> oh, Courtney Hole. <laughs> Courtney Hole is a great drag name. <laughs> that is uh that is true uh that would be good um let's hear a whole song and i think we should go ahead and start with the right at the top of the list here with um oh wait here it is uh with celebrity skin let's hear a little celebrity skin from hole oh make me It's a great song. Too good. Takes me back. So good. Um, Wait, do you guys like? What is your history with Hole? Did you ever listen to them? Um, I I was a huge Nirvana fan when I was like thirteen. It was like I sure. made it my personality in the way that uh, a young child does. So I had that phase yeah. where I was like reading the Cobain journals and you know and like doing all this lame stuff and like watching the conspiracy documentaries and i had like been red pilled into thinking that she was the yoko and like oh you know course, in the way that like anyone anyone who is a nirvana fan will read that stuff that is uh you know very anti so yeah. i was really not into it but then later in life at some point when i heard another song on your list malibu i had this that, that's also my that's i think that was like my first song that i really loved that i that i heard. yeah it was uh yeah that was like the light bulb moment for me of like oh shit hole's really good that's a great (laughs) song let's let's listen to malibu because i really like this song a lot too this is good It sounds like a no doubt song. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. Like a like a no doubt, kind of like a don't speak. Mm. 
Yeah, it's got that vibe. Yeah. Uh, oh man. No, that's. I really like that song. What's that? I said so. My girlfriend and I we went uh, upstate for Labor Day, and one of the nights that we were there, we decided to take acid. And uh, <gasps> about hours into it, I for some reason. Uh, put on i was just like playing music and i put on don't speak and i started going into this long diatribe about uh no doubt that i was half remembering from an article i read three years ago and i was like (laughs) even when the band first started everyone knew gwen was going to be the breakout star she was going (laughs) to leave that band and emily was just like okay (laughs) i was like you don't understand everyone knew (laughs) it's like i don't even remember the article at all and I got a gripe with the media. <laughs> Tommy famously has a lot of gripes when he's on acid. <laughs> it's so, Gwen Stefani's career is such a mindfuck, I have to say. Yes. Um, yeah. She ended up right where we, we wanted her to. <laughs> I mean, right where we all expected her. Yeah, yeah. What if I was like, yeah, it really... Thank God she ended up where she did. As Rascal Flatts <laughs> once said, God. yeah, bless this broken road. Yeah. <laughs> then, <God. laughs> let her to Blake Shelton. What a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I love, uh, but no, yeah, sorry, you were talking about Malibu before I started playing it, though, but I that song is great, and I didn't know that one. That's I really like oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that's a great song. I mean, truly, like, I am not someone who knows about rock history. I don't know about, like... I couldn't kind of like situate where Hole fits in with everything. Obviously, I know Nirvana well. Obviously, I understand that like they came out during an era where like there were a few more female fronted bands and it was kind of like post, you know, grunge and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I can't tell you like what the significance of it is. Like I but but I just like at some point. I think honestly, it might have just been that like I was fascinated with Courtney Love as a celebrity and I like looked into her, but mm-hmm. I just got so into pretty much just the two albums, just Live Through This and mm-hmm. Celebrity Skin in high school. I don't even think I ever fully explored like their early, like their debut album from like 92 or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just those two albums. And I was just like, they were like two of my favorite albums that I would play like from beginning to end. Um, and I also like, their live performances are so crazy because, like, they can be really good. Like, they have a couple of good, like, late night performances and unplugged performances, and there are a few, like, concert concerts that are good. But then there's also the really messy ones. Like, right after Kurt Cobain died, Courtney yeah. would just kind of, like, be clearly fucked up and just she would do this thing where she would just, like, scream, Kurt, like, into the mic and, like, then and then just, like, <laughs> jump into the audience. Mm. Like, it was just. Yeah, I don't know. I do do yeah. that in my stand up occasionally, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. because of Kurt Loader, and <laughs> I do it for canceled comedians. I'll yell, I'll yell, Jeff, and then people will like cheer. Delia, yeah. <laughs> kind of my way to pay tribute. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I realized that like you know when I was younger, I was so into the Nirvana stuff. And then now it's like, when I listen to whole, it's like, well, this is way more like what I actually like as an adult. Like, that's so right. true. Yeah. Yeah. For, for well, you, you, I mean, think listening gonna... to it, I thought that today. Yeah. Like, There's something about it where you think it's not going to age well because it's so kind of like, uh, you know, like it, it was so of its time. Like it was so mm-hmm. radical for its time that you think it's now going to seem dated, but it mm-hmm. actually is just like, legitimately melodically and like lyrically especially just like incredibly good yeah, music for sure um absolutely it's also yeah and, and 
you do kind of, you know, Tom always says with Woody Allen, you separate the art from the artist. And, of course, uh, you know, yes. <laughs> and I think, but mm-hmm. it is weird, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it is weird with Courtney Love because you do think about like some of the stuff from like Montage of Heck, like the, you know, doing heroin when yes. she was pregnant and that kind of stuff. It's like, sure, it's sure, not. Sure. Good. <laughs> you know? I know that's the thing. You can you sad. can so easily the thing with Courtney Love and all these people that were kind of like reconsidering culturally, rightly so, like, you know, she was demonized. Then you don't want to go too far in the other direction yes. where you're like, it's good that she did that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, it's so funny. Cause I was just about to say, like, I honestly do feel bad for her because she had it so fucking hard. She's had a yeah, really yeah, hard life too. It's like mm-hmm. her mom shipped her off to her like old stepdad when she was a kid and then she had to emancipate herself she like yeah that's she apparently learned to be social from just hanging out in drag uh sit, like in the drag community yeah she, yeah like, just like drew barrymore stuff. uh is it true yeah drew barrymore like has said many times that she was like raised by drag queens interesting i did not know that. i mean drew barrymore also had like came from a very wealthy mm-hmm. show business family so mm-hmm. it's slightly different but like yeah was i mean was like hanging out in gay bars when she was like 11. There's also sure. that scene okay. in E.T. where E.T. is wearing the dress. So that might have been the start of it. Yeah, yeah. That was, she, <laughs> yeah she, she actually <laughs> specifically said, I want that in because I want LGBTQ plus representation. Do you consider E.T. in that dress the first? <laughs> that was the first queer. That was really. Um, without that, there's no call me by your name. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'd love to see just that picture with like very dramatic music at an award ceremony. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in God. remembrance, we must pay tribute to those who came before us. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> another thing so I didn't funny. realize is that because I was reading up before we started, but like Kim Gordon produced the first whole record. That's crazy. Yeah. The one that I don't know well, right? Uh, which I think is called "Pretty on the Inside." Yes. Um. So. Well, it's so funny because, like, because of her relationship with Kurt and because of her, um, just how instrumental, like, because of her involvement in multiple music scenes, like, she knew all these people. Like, they, I think there was something about how, like, the first album was, like, partly, like, she would get space that was from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, let her use the rehearsal space or something. It was yes. like, there were, and she's, like, very close with, um, Oh my God, Foo Fighters! Dave Grohl. Yeah, yeah. I think she was really close to Dave Grohl. She accused him of some pretty. uh, Well, that's right, because of Nirvana. But I just mean like even before that. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, they do. I think now I don't know who knows. Are they good now? It's hard to keep. I honestly I can't because I found this uh, site of basically the is this is uh, from upvenue dot com where I get all of my news, of course. Yes. It's the crazy. They have really good coronavirus <laughs> stuff there. If, you, if you're interested, <laughs> uh, the their trending articles are the top saddest songs that will make you cry, the top 65 happy songs that will make you smile, the 35 mm. funniest songs, and the angriest. I, this is really a good site. This is where yeah. I get all my information. Uh, but they have. Uh, the craziest things Courtney Love has said and done, uh, and this was written by Terry, um, no last name. <laughs> Not needed. It was Terry Gross, but yeah. No. It was Terry Cruz. <laughs> Terry Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is the list of things Courtney Love in the case of Courtney Love versus Dave Grohl. Uh, 
Courtney Love accused Dave Grohl of trying to seduce uh, Francis Bean Cobain so that he Ooh. could be closer to Kurt Cobain, and Francis denied it. Uh, in a rant on Twitter, Courtney Love said that she wanted Dave Grohl to be killed and that she'd shoot him in the head. Um, or shoot him dead, sorry. Uh, she blamed Dave Grohl for authorizing Kurt Cobain's likeness in Guitar Hero, which tainted his legacy. Since then, it was later discovered that she was the one who did that, oh but God. had forgotten. <laughs> that did taint his legacy. I remember playing Guitar Hero and being like, I'll never look at Kurt Cobain this same. <laughs> Have you guys played Podcast Hero yet? It's actually really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to hit the ad reads just right. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, doing Rogan's is so hard. You get so mad when somebody clicks on Rogan because you're like, that's a four hour long podcast. Uh, is that true? I mean, it's long, I think. I've actually never listened to a full episode of, uh, of that. Some people have, Me like, neither. people have been like, oh, you have to hear this thing. And so I've watched clips before just to see what's happening. Uh, but I've never, pro- I, I, I've probably watched a total of 30 minutes of uh, shows yeah. from other pe- people sending me clips, but I know he's it's one long. of those people where it's like, I, I don't, well, <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but I'm like, he does have interesting people on occasionally along with people that are bad, but yeah. it's like, then I have to listen to him. I know. And it's kind of how I feel about Bill Maher too. Like Bill Maher does have interesting guests on, but I don't want to listen to Bill Maher. It's interview. so funny that you say that they are like two sides of the, like of the same coin where I, yeah, I have no interest in hearing what either of them think just, about yeah. anything. And I find both of them to be, I find Rogan to be actually dumb. And then I think Bill Maher is just an asshole. And then I don't think yeah, he's funny. Just at all. an asshole. Yeah. I like, I think yeah. he's a hack. And I think that, uh, speaking of montage of heck, have you seen the documentary <laughs> of Bill Maher? Montage of hack. Um, I think <laughs> that he sucks, but, uh, you know what I have seen is his, Documentary religious. Yes. I have I genuinely also seen me that. too. And I, that's what made me not like him at first. I think I watched that. I didn't think it was funny, and I hated that he was going to these places and yelling at people. And it's like, oh yeah. Well, just... I watched it like during a phase where I was being like, I was like intensely atheist. Sure. Which is such a like, sorry, but like adolescent thing to mm-hmm. be like. I know. It's no, truly I, so yeah. dumb. Just like if you don't want to believe in God, don't believe yeah. in God. Right. There's like the no reason to be super like super vocal about it's it so dumb yeah. yeah but i did but i think you have to go through that phase if you're like if you think you're like a precocious teen that of like course. Of likes course. george carlin like i was <laughs> um but but i thought it was like so badass and then of course it's like imagine having that having a teenage sensibility and you're literally like 60 years i know old. <laughs> yeah people i've already i'm dreading what people are gonna say to us about this but that yeah, I find him to be very annoying, and yeah, anybody who's that in your face about religious beliefs, un- unless if you're trying to stop something bad from happening, if there's some of like course, yeah. bad part, yeah, that's a different thing than just the arrogance of I know and you don't, and it's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Uh, anyway. We don't usually get <laughs> this into Sorry. Reli- no, no, no. It's okay. Well, you know, Tommy always says Republicans buy. <laughs> just wanted to plug religious. <laughs> well, I'm, I recently joined a religion. It's called ESP Nexium, and it's going really oh my well. God, I've heard they're really cool. <laughs> I think I'm doing really well at my acting auditions. So that's been good. <laughs> I did like the their little um. What are they called? The, the sashes. sashes. Yeah, yeah. Wait, not yeah, sashes. The sashes. What? Are, sa- yeah. Sash. Yeah. Because there were so many it, of them. It's, 
I so thought bizarre. it was like I thought I got it because there were like six, and they were like, yeah. And for each one, there are four steps. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wish I had the dark green one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, yes. we're not involved in a pyramid scheme <laughs> um, where we get meaningless titles and credits. Are you guys up to level three in UCB? <laughs> no. Truly, yeah. Man, how bummed! Uh, no, I don't even want to get into it. We should. We, um, we have a segment we haven't gotten to yet uh, that. The people are hankering for, I'm sure. This is our weekly segment where we talk, or where we don't talk to him, except for last week when Joe Firestone uh, made us call him so that she could yell at him. Instant classic. But uh, we have our resident snob, uh, friend and foe of the podcast, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. Um, He likes to give his thoughts on the bands that we talk about, and we like to hear it. So... Here are Jared's thoughts on whole. I told him we were talking about whole slash Courtney Love today, and here are his thoughts. What's up, y'all? It's this week's they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending whole and Courtney Love. This is super interesting because there's very few. I mean, I don't even know how many more I can think of of people whose music is pretty well accepted as fine. Like I think that you know. I don't know that it's like an elite band in history, but certainly they're not terrible. But it's the person that people don't like. So they may slag on the music, even though it's really just the person. And and obviously most of that, you know, hinges on did she kill Kurt? And I'm going to say this. I don't really care if she did. And I say that just totally (laughs) stubbornly and very selfishly as a music fan where – Looking at it just specifically musically, it was unlikely that Nirvana would continue to be a great band. So from that vantage point, I think that, you know, from a historical standpoint in music, I think that he died at exactly the right time. Like, obviously, that's a terrible thing to say for people, you know, his loved ones or super fans that are like, uh, you know, uh, obsessed with him or the band. But I think in general, like, you know there are band there are very few bands that went on any longer than Nirvana did that were still really good so um it also gave Dave Grohl even though I'm not a huge Foo Fighters guy it did give give him a chance to try something new as far as Hole's music I think it's fine like I mean I obviously I'm not you know I'm not listening to it every day but there are things here and there on a couple of the albums that are pretty good. And I think that if not for like, if she just stayed out of the news, I think that they would be considered a lot better than, than they are now. I think that her sort of off the field transgressions have led to them maybe not being viewed as highly. So anyway, this is very intriguing. I I'm uh, interested to hear the Facebook comments and uh, anyway, thanks guys. Appreciate it. All right, that was Jared Thompson nice. on Courtney Love and Hole. George. Wait, can I say two thoughts about that? Yes. So the first one is, it is really interesting because I, I do think, I, I thought I think of Hole as maybe a band, because I wasn't really kind of um, culturally literate at the time that their music was coming out. So I think of them maybe as a band that like wasn't appreciated at the time and now people are kind of like discovering now. But that really isn't the case. Like, in fact, they got universally good reviews like Mm -hmm. they were named like they won awards they were nominated for grammys Grammys, they were like 
both also both commercially successful and critically successful it wasn't like oh they were critical darling but people didn't buy the records like they were genuinely just very successful so that i mean that is that is interesting but then on the other hand i don't even think that the issue with hole is that like people don't like them i think it's that they've been like written out of musical history in a way where like i think many people that would consider themselves casual music fans i'd say might not have even like heard of them yeah huh or is that wrong i i just yeah i I, I agree i think i think that kind of what happened is that yeah the it was just so overshadowed by the non-musical stuff that people don't even think about hole at all when they talk about influential exactly bands. Yeah, yeah like they don't even think and people yeah. talk about like i yeah. remember like discovering that she was a musician like when i was you know yeah. 13 like i just thought she was like a socialite that was drunk like yes. i because that's but then the second thing that I thought was interesting was when he was talking about like people who whose music is good, but then because people don't like the person, they pretend the music is bad too. Mm-hmm. And I had I immediately thought of, and maybe you guys disagree, but I immediately thought of Moby because I actually remember really liking Moby's music when I was younger. <laughs> but because he's so embarrassing, people yeah. are like, which maybe I don't know, maybe the music is actually bad. I haven't listened to it in a while, but Have I remember liking it when episode? I was young. No, the only song of Moby's that I really that ever comes to mind when I think of Moby is Southside, which I do like That's that song. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Speaking one. of uh, like Gwen. Yeah. Gwen Stefani, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, there are some good, some good <laughs> Moby We'll have songs. you back on, George. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to come back to talk Moby. I know. Well, now I'm thinking, like, because I really was racking my brain to find a good one, and I'm, I'm like, totally happy doing Hole, but Moby would have been such a good um, one. Let's do Moby next time, for sure. And when, when he was dating Natalie Portman, that's when I really got into his music, because I thought yeah. that their, <laughs> their relationship was, was so like, strong, and yeah. I remember being like, this is definitely a relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is God. what I, that's, now that's what I call a relationship. <laughs> uh, let's listen to another song. We gotta, we gotta kind of tear through uh, some of these. So let's hear a song called Awful. That's awful. <laughs> Damn. That's I, awful. I like that song a lot. No, it's I awful. also love that it's called Awful. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. yeah I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that's, a good, that's a good little song. And those are all off There's the also a album. part where she's like, she just like stops the normal melody and she just goes, oh, just shut up. You're only 16. Yes. And I remember listening to it when I was 16 <laughs> and being like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great reason to like a song. And yeah. uh, no, I fully, we've talked on this show about how, uh, at least I, I'm a big sucker for if you just name a city that I've been in <laughs> in, a, in the song. Yeah. 100%. I'm probably going to like it and have a little memory of, uh, you know, 
when something happened to me in that very city. Um, so th- those uh, three songs were all from... Those are all Celebrity Skin. Celebrity Skin, which is their album from, I believe, 1998 is what I read. Yeah. Uh, 98. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. So those are all post... Uh, Cobain, right? Right, yeah. So, like, Cobain died a week before or after Live Through This was yes. released. I think a week before. Right. So, it was, like, so three also days people, before, I think. It was oh, like, three days I before, I think it was, yeah. like, pretty... I think it was pretty close where it, it's yeah. what made... Yeah, it was a very insane thing to happen, obviously. So then... So this album, I do think the songs are influenced by his death, but in Live Through This, it's. I think a lot of people retroactively think that Live Through This mm-hmm. means, like, living through the grief, but it's right. true. It's not at all. Like, she wrote it before. And I think I... Once on interview, she was saying that it, it's more about, like, living through, like like fame like just yes. like the craziness of fame yeah yeah that is i believe what i read as well earlier i read a lot about her today but um yeah that's i in my mind for some reason after copain died her career her music career was kind of over i totally did not realize that this was a full like four years later or whatever five years. yeah yeah uh, and then after that i do think it kind of went downhill yeah like she I mean, there's only one more uh, and it's like it was and that one was not good, good. it was not good she pivoted yeah. to roasting wow. and uh <laughs> she made right. it she made it as far as you can go comedy central roast she's not a comedian she's a smoker <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a weird thing to say <laughs> she did a whole release an album in 2010 i did not know that called nobody's that one was controversial because it was like just her and one other person but she still used the name hole yeah, like it was a whole weird. thing that is always yeah. weird all right, well, let's hear uh, something. Let's, let's hear Miss World. It just felt like you were pulling it up, like, oh no, this is getting violent. We gotta take this off the air. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right gotta wrap that one. That had a very smashing pumpkins vibe to me. Yep. Um, I can see that. Which would make sense. There was there was uh, a scandal that I remember reading about a long time ago where she had like gone with Billy Corgan, like right after Kurt died, she had like <laughs> um gone on a trip with Billy Corgan. That, oh shit! Um, oh, that does sound because they dated. Yes, right? they did that's, date. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Before uh, Cobain, obviously. Yes, and she did say uh, this is a, along the lines of uh, I think this was in the list of craziest things that uh, that she said. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. It was something about how she's obsessed with noses, and she <laughs> thought that. Uh, 
Cobain had like a perfect nose to be a celebrity or be a star or whatever, and that uh, and that um, Corgan like just his nose wasn't that great. <laughs> it's very weird. Oh yeah, here it is. I mean, I have to say, like, Kurt Cobain does have a more memorable face. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> That's very, uh, those are fighting words, George. <laughs> but he also, he wrote uh, Malibu with her, uh, which is, just since we brought it up, that should, uh, Billy, 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 oh, Corgan Billy Corgan did. Did? Yeah, yeah. He has a, he has a writing oh, credit on that song, which uh, is another thing. Wow. Uh, yeah. I did not realize that. There, there you go. So yeah, you can see the influence all over it. But um, yeah, that is, uh, that is Miss World. That's from, uh, that is from Live Through This. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to one more before we take a break and then we'll, uh, we'll be back with, uh, let's, let's listen to it and then we'll talk about that. So this is, uh, asking for it. for it great great song um what this is a great playlist so far i'm having a great time listening to it uh we have some more fun facts about i don't know if they're fun some of them are fun but some of them i highly doubt many of them are fun if (laughs) they're fun but we uh we have one more song some fun facts about courtney love and the facebook to get back to but we will be right back we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back with more stand by your band uh, all right, we're back with more Stand By Your Band. Um, we just listened to Asking For It from Live Through This. And I gotta ask you, I gotta ask you here. We have one more song from the same album, which is Doll Parts. And I'm curious, which of these albums do you, th- do you like better, George? Um, hmm. I mean, I think Live Through This is a more important album, and like if I were to pick one of them and put it on like a list of best albums of all time, I would choose that one. And but but Celebrity Skin is more it's more poppy, frankly, mm, sure. and just like more kind of like easy to have in on in the background. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I actually really do like Celebrity Skin a lot. So, but I don't know. I mean, I I literally have a Live Through This vinyl framed in my apartment. Ooh. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Dude. Um, but do you have a? But yeah, I think Celebrity Skin. I probably listen to more often. What? Do you have a record player in your apartment? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I do. In that fact, too. I literally like was at, in a record store in LA, and because I, you know, I've always loved this album. I in fact picked it up literally with the intention of framing yes. it, and in no way thought I was <laughs> going to listen to it. So funny. I like 
realized how much I cared just about the artwork of my because I have a record player. I all my speakers got broken from our our last apartment, so I haven't bought a new speaker to set it up. But I have all these records, and I have a bunch of them framed. And we have two, we have two cats here, and I realized uh, about a week ago they have just been scratching the shit out of all my records. Oh, and so all the like a lot of my favorite records, the the covers are just ruined. So now I'm like, do I care just about the vinyl now? Like I now I have to get sleeves yeah. for them all, and it really bumps me out because I realized how much I really just wanted the artwork. I li- like I like mm-hmm. having the big thing, but. Anyway, well, uh, it's just it's an iconic album. Also, if it, for any um, well, I don't know if she's been. On, have you had Kate Willett on before? We've not. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I don't think well, we've Kate Willett's album is literally like based on the Live Through This album cover, oh, like the the album art. I did not know that. I'll it's very funny. That. It's like she literally like recreated. I think Mindy um did it with her. They nice. like recreated the album cover. That's an interesting idea. Okay, maybe I'll do the same. Uh, I'm just do the <laughs> yeah. Same what exactly. what album would you do it with? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Um, what do I have here? I really, I wouldn't do it because it's too recent, but I really love, uh, the Kurt Vile, uh, album where he's standing in front of that wall of graffiti. Uh, mm-hmm. is it, I always forget if it's Waking on a Pretty Days or Walking on a Pretty Days because he has, it's, I think it's Waking on a Pretty Days, but I always, I've got it right there. So I'm looking at it and I can't read it from here. But anyway, I think that one's pretty cool, but it's, it's too recent. So, Maybe something really dramatic, like uh, maybe uh, Coltrane's like a Love Supreme, so where it's like something <laughs> nice. way too dramatic, but it looks really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. What about what? What is your answer for that? I truly the only thing that came to mind as a joke answer is the baby and the Nirvana Nevermind <laughs> album, like it was just your me, face. just me <laughs> naked <laughs> with like chasing a dollar bill or whatever. <laughs> Maybe, but I, I would photoshop a baby penis onto like yeah that way yeah it i could like somehow that. be not as like <laughs> it's not as, for some reason we're okay with the baby penis but it, I know, if everything yeah. else is naked on you but yeah you, why are we okay with babies being <laughs> right? naked but not adults <laughs> right think about that america mm. uh tommy of course has an album called who's tommy yes name that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you think you'd want to copy it if you for your second album, Tommy? What do you th- What do you think? Is there is there an album you want well, to copy? Well, I, I did an hour long show once where I was just called Tommy McNamara Unplugged, and I used the Nirvana Unplugged like image mm-hmm. for it. So I've kind of yeah, already fair. done that. True. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what another good one would be. No doubt, Tragic yeah. Kingdom would be an insane thing for me to <laughs> repurpose. <laughs> yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Ooh, what about that Blink One Eighty Two one where it's the waitress or whatever? The nurse. The... Yeah. Did you That'd see the Greta Titelman? Greta Titelman. That was her ha- Halloween costume this past that's year. Uh, perfect. And you should like go look it up on Instagram. She literally, it's like professionally done, and she looked exactly like that's the woman. That's amazing. That is wild. Uh, check that it out. Was, former was, guest. Yeah. Uh, we gotta have her back. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should uh, listen to one more song. We also have the Facebook to get to. And like I said, I found some more fun facts here that I do want to uh, get to. But we have one more song. Let's hear it. It's called Doll Parts.
It's a great song. Dull parts, great song. Man, what a I do think today. like that song is one where it's like that's what people probably imagine whole sounds yeah. like. It's like it's very kind of like the imagery is very in your face and like that is that's like the kind of song that I can imagine someone being like, "Oh, that now sounds so dated mm-hmm. and so cliché." But I actually still think it's a it's a very good song. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed that. Uh I enjoyed this whole playlist, but I don't want to spoil the rating of it yet. We got we got some more shit to get here. Uh, to here i read some stuff it was more this was a more fun uh not controversy as much as just kind of feud but uh i didn't realize that marilyn and man or marilyn manson and courtney love did not get along and part of it is that she made some accusations against him that he that he she felt he was inappropriate with young fans at shows and uh and they just didn't get along but um in an interview with Manson, he this is from 2015. Uh, this uh, the article says that Marilyn Manson isn't afraid to call out Courtney Love, and uh, he said that they uh, never really had a falling out. Uh, though what follows uh, actually sounds a lot worse. Uh, he says we've always been weird with each other because she slept with pretty much every one of my friends. Supposedly, he explains. Not me though. She one time told me that she was mad at me because I didn't want to fuck her and I was smarter than her. I said, well, you kind of proved your own point right there on that one. Uh, but it's all good. Uh, other than that, I'm cool with Courtney, he adds. Obviously, Courtney isn't one to take the jab quietly. She responded via her Twitter on Tuesday. And she tweeted, OMG at Marilyn Manson. All this time, I thought you're gay. Hey, uh, of course I'll fuck you. I'm free Friday from 115 to 118. Gives us plenty of time for a smoke too, X. Uh, she really um, see she is a comedian. She really <laughs> got his ass. That is a, that is exactly the type of joke a comic would make. It's not bad. Um, it's it's really like I mean she did it all. Like I mean there are layers. Like I thought you were gay, but now that I don't, I'm willing to do it. But in three minutes, like it's yeah, really kudos. Also, Marilyn Manson sucks. <laughs> <laughs> a strong take let's hear it. i just i truly like there were so many i feel like people do you remember when he was like in bowling for yes, columbine yeah. and it was like people blame marilyn manson for violence but he's actually such a sweetheart and it's like no marilyn manson's like abusive <laughs> damn i did not i don't know a ton we, he we, like, we, uh, we did an episode but i don't i don't know a ton about marilyn manson his music I, i've said it before too scary for me i do not like his music but that's not i think like it's I think literally Evan Rachel Wood like testified like and like for like this um, bill that she was like supporting that was like pro you know for for victims of uh, domestic abuse and like explicitly like talked about wow him being abusive oh shit sorry we do not have to talk no 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 I just (laughs) this is something that that I actually literally discovered like last week just by chance because someone like posted the video on Twitter yeah um. So I don't want to, you know, all of this is allegedly, please don't sue me, the estate of Marilyn <laughs> oh, Manson. Oh, come on. Wouldn't no. that be fun to be in a lawsuit with Marilyn Manson? <laughs> Marilyn Manson sues unknown alternative comedian. Uh, you're known. <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. I was fishing for compliments. Yeah, me, like, uh, issuing a complaint. Like, actually, I'm known. <laughs> is it bowling for compliments? Excuse me. uh let's see here there was some more i found a really crazy effect uh this isn't the craziest thing she did uh neil strauss 
Uh, this is stuff about her and Kurt Cobain. Uh, Neil Strauss revealed that Courtney Love offered the writer the chance to snort Kurt, Kurt Cobain's ashes. Mm. Yep. Woo! That's I did lot. know that. <laughs> uh, we already knew about the heroin stuff, obviously. Um, there's the nose stuff. And uh, <laughs> she did lose Kurt's ashes. She claims that they were stolen from her Los Angeles home. Mm. Uh, hard to tell what uh, is real there. And then... Um, Let's see. After like, I have to say, I love Courtney Love, but her losing someone's ashes is like like a, a great Courtney Love. Very on brand, yeah. Like, like <laughs> of course so she did that. Yeah, Where she misplaced them. Yeah, wallet, phone, keys. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Where are those ashes? <laughs> uh, we should go to the Facebook. I have I have some more here, but I think that we we owe it to the Facebook people, the listeners, to uh to get to their thoughts. So I posted as I always do. Uh, we're talking whole slash Courtney Love today on the podcast. You get thoughts. Uh, Adam Heath Avitable writes, uh, live through this was on constant replay when I was a college DJ. It didn't feel like a polished studio album, but it was, it wasn't quite as raw as Bikini Kill, so it felt a little more palatable. I was a big fan of Pretty on the Inside too, but it was harder to get non-fans into it. I was so excited to finally see Courtney Love live, but when I did in 2010, she forgot half her lyrics. And her opener, Foxy Shazam, blew the audience away with their talent. Uh, there was another story where she did something to Bikini Kill that I read earlier. Now I can't remember what it was. Like she like kicked her or some shit like that. I, there was some oh, weird God. Bikini Kill story with her. Now I totally forget it, uh, which is annoying. Well, uh, a few people made Carol Baskin jokes. Uh, Stephanie Lockbeeler says she's the early, she's the OG Carol Baskins. And, uh, Brett Goldman says, I heart early 90s Carol Baskin. So those are back to back. You would think that they would have, <laughs> the second one would have seen the one literally right before it, but maybe it would, maybe I, uh, maybe they came like in quick succession. Um, a lot of people, uh, are obviously talking about the Cobain stuff. Some people, um, Oh, Melissa Ann says, uh, here come the gatekeeping misogynist bros. Yeah, just saw that. I'm looking through it, too. I mean, people are talking about the Harvey Weinstein thing, too. Yes, which is, uh, I I meant to bring that up earlier. Yeah, she was uh, early on the anti-Harvey oh, Weinstein wow. train know. and, like, very vocal about it, from what I understand. Um, In fact, you know what? It might have been literally on the red carpet for the roast of Pamela Anderson. Is that true? That would Wait, be I'm sorry, incredible. I'm, I'm clicking... Yeah. Yes, that is what it is. Oh if you click God. that link, if you click that link, you can see that she's wearing the same outfit and the, the step that and repeat says the roast of family. Wow. Where is that one? I wonder. So that's on the it's Facebook from Aaron. It's from Aaron Nadell. Uh, well, I refuse to play anything from him. <laughs> but, um, so if you want to hear that, uh, yeah, I guess search that. That's wild. Same thing. Damn. Uh, good for her. Uh, let's see. Matt Alonzo Morning says, here to join the chorus of people praising Celebrity Skin. Live Through This is probably more important in the overall scheme of things, but Celebrity Skin is a great record on its own and doubly so when you think about exactly the pressure what you said. to follow up. Literally what I said. Exactly what you said. And I gotta tell you, just from the songs on the playlist, I really like Celebrity Skin a lot and I am excited to go listen to the rest of it. I never really listened to this stuff before except for the stuff I was hearing already just that was shown basically played for me or on the radio or wherever i was hearing music i guess but uh i really have enjoyed this um 
Jeremy Arroyo says her old phone number is in Epstein's book. We tried to prank call it, but it's a guy that just uh mad that's just mad to get calls. What? <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. Uh what did I see? Now I understand. Uh Epstein, yeah. Uh Lynn Bixon Span writes, I wrote in lipstick on my stomach in high school as a joke, like her, but uh really to be cool. Um, Corey Clifford writes, she's an excellent songwriter who gets a lot of flack for being erratic and loud. Isn't that what we love about rock stars, though? True. Um, David Rader writes, Kurt didn't write shit for her and then he killed himself. Uh, <laughs> I mean, aggressive. honestly, that is true. <laughs> that is what happened. Um, Ron Trimbath writes, it's too bad that you're not going to have much to talk about as far as controversies go. <laughs> L- I'm going to throw it. All right. <laughs> Uh, he says she was great in The People versus Larry Flint. Yeah. And there's a lot here. Uh, there was one that I saw earlier that I was excited to read where it was, I guess it was people arguing um, about her, uh, the the stuff with um, Kurt, obviously, but I'm not finding it now. It might have been deleted. Uh, I mean, there w- oh, there is yeah. one guy that's literally like, she killed Kurt Cobain. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> right. a whole that movie about it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, but on sure. the Facebook. Yeah, I did read that, too. On yeah, the Facebook, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Tony Daw wrote, did Courtney have a hand in killing Kurt as well as Holes That's the one. Patty? <laughs> she knows a lot more than she's willing to say. Did Kurt help Courtney write some of the songs on Live Through This? Probably. She was very vocal early on about Weinstein. I'll give her that. That's for that. Okay. And then Regina Robbins writes, why is it so hard for people to believe that a drug addict with emotional issues killed himself for fuck's sake? Um yeah, uh, this person's saying she knows a lot more about it. It's like, who knows what she knows? <laughs> like, yeah. she's truly drugged out to a point where, right. like, you see it in Montage of Heck. You're like, these people are truly crazed on drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's very scary and uh, sad. Um, Kelly Collette says, I used to mow my lawn and listen to Celebrity Scan. I could see doing that. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> um, let's, yeah, there is a movie here. Love Hole, Live Through This, and Celebrity Scan. Come on. Saw her in this in 2015, and she's a star. So this is a Kansas City choir. Uh, yeah, I guess look at the Facebook for that. Um, I think we've pretty much covered all of this uh some somebody said that they saw her and she was great uh saw her saw a whole live and it, they were great um alex oh alex facella writes live through this is great and celebrity skin is awful except its title track is fun word on the street is kurt uh is kurt either ghost wrote all stuff previously or she cobbled it from discarded nirvana if she has admitted to doing that once or twice so it could be true that it was more what i mean maybe i'm not gonna I- <laughs> I don't know, but uh I did I already I just disagree that uh that Celebrity Skin's bad because I the yeah, three no, songs Celebrity you picked Skin's I really liked. So yeah. uh there's that. And uh let's read the last thing because it just popped up. Uh on my thing at least. It says uh it's from Jeffrey McDonald. It says, uh it might be Gen X nostalgia, but I really do like most of Hole's music and that moment in Captain Marvel when Celebrity Skin plays is pretty great when I went to school in Olympia. Um that's a quote. Um, I think that's uh, people seem mostly favorable. Uh, yeah, there are um, some some interesting stuff in here. It's worth taking a look through here because there's some clips and videos and stuff. So if you're not on the Facebook, get on there. Um, yeah, this has been so fun, man. Uh, we got to wrap this up. We got to we got to get to our reviews. But before we do that, George, you get a moment to say your final thoughts on 
hole slash Courtney Love before we give our ratings of this playlist? Well, I think I've, I have to say, everyone seems to agree with me. I didn't have to defend her that much. The only thing I want to say in conclusion, which I thought would come up organically, but Tommy and I both really love the movie Her yes. Smell, which is like very, I mean, according to, um, oh my God, Tommy, what's the director's Alex name? Alex Thank you. According to Alex Ross Perry, he was mostly inspired by Axl Rose for the main character, which makes no sense to me. It is very much like a Courtney Love. It it, it uh, is, and he's just being difficult. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, I know. So I just I my my plug is to watch Her Smell because it's a very very good movie and portrays like uh, being a volatile drug addicted but very talented uh, woman musician with a child. Yes, it's so good. Uh, it's very good. I saw I it twice at the end. It captures like the the first part of it captures like the crazy like drunken energy of after a show, unlike anything I've ever seen before in this way that like I've never yeah, seen that yeah, on screen no, before. Uh and it, it's really amazing. I mean the performance is great. So I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. performance is great. I think she should have been nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss. For anyone yes, wondering, our Scientologist uh, queen. But yeah, yeah, no, great movie. That's Is what it... I would say, and and I also support Scientology. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is important to know, and will factor into the rating of uh, the playlist. Um, Tommy, when you say that it captures that post-show feel, is it like? Does it feel anything like after a Stand by Your Band live show, where uh, people are some of the comedians are angry at us? Yes. For, um, <laughs> <laughs> how we've uh commented on their uh, performances and uh the crowd thinks that uh bare naked ladies uh, did not deserve to go as far as they did yeah it's basically i mean it's essentially that uh <laughs> in a nutshell yeah Perfect. he was inspired okay. by yeah, axel rose and stand by your band live at union hall in 2018 <laughs> those are the two things inspired <laughs> Alex Ross Perry. um i i can go first i i love i think both these albums are so great um and i was really excited to listen to them again because I never do. And I think uh, you brought up a great point where it's like they should be played as like with Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Bush and Stone Temple Pilots, all these bands that still get a lot of airplay and Hole never really does in a way that uh, I think is unfair because I think the music really holds up and is really good. Uh, I think the only song that I don't really like of those six is Asking For It, but even that I don't like outwardly hate. It just isn't uh, my favorite. So I'm going to go 5.25 out of six. Oh, okay. That's very close to what I was about to do as well. Uh, I really liked this, and I didn't know. I I was not very well-versed in uh, Hole's catalog. I, I feel like maybe I am just as guilty uh, of erasing um, <laughs> their memory and uh, and their music as, uh, as anybody because I think I just always heard things about Courtney uh love where I was like oh she's like a maniac I get it and then I I I was wrong she, a lot of this music is so good and she's clearly very talented and an interesting person and uh she clearly has her issues but the music speaks for itself and I, I, like like Jared said even if she did it no I'm just kidding <laughs> no. <laughs> crazy thing to say but um <laughs> No, I I really enjoyed this. The only song that I kind of didn't care that much for was Miss World, but um, I'm going to go 5.5. I really enjoyed this music, and I will find myself listening to it again later, which is uh, the true testament to a great playlist. George, you get to also rate this thing. What What do you give this playlist? 
I mean, it's I'm, I'm going to give it a six way. out of yeah. six. Okay. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right. Is there anything you would like to promote? I heard you may have a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. Yes, I have a podcast called Stradio Lab uh, with Sam Taggart. Uh, past guests. Yes. yes. I noticed. He talked about Lindsay Lohan. Love yes. Sam uh, truly the Courtney love of our generation. <laughs> truly, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, we have a podcast where each episode focuses on a different element of straight culture, supposedly. But in, <laughs> in fact, we just talked to Joel Kim Booster for 9-11 for an hour the other day. So make it <laughs> that just straight will. culture. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. That would not happen if everyone was gay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for having yeah, me thanks it was a blast. so much for doing this uh like we said guys get on the patreon check out this podcast of george's that sounds like an, an incredible time and i really hope you get you come out and do some stand-up because george is one of the i best. know i need to you're right you're so right. funny oh well thank you <laughs> um george you did a, you did one of those comedy central stand-up featuring sets right yeah I think I just yeah watched right. it. okay yeah check that out too yeah that came out during the pandemic yes Ooh. yes it did so check that out it's on comedy central stand-up youtube page and uh, get uh, Tommy's. What, check out Tommy's album. Just, Who's Tommy? Just frame it as a vinyl. You don't even have to listen to it. <laughs> Let your cat scratch yeah, it up. Exactly. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cat scratch vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, as always, keep it crispy. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.